right. Never know when this starts, so I'm just going to kind of start. I am in my church, Brentwood Baptist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee, south of Nashville. Update, I'm fully moved in. <laughs> I'm fully moved into my apartment, no longer homeless. Uh, I got an air mattress. I got bookshelves. I got friends. I got um, a job. I'm already being promoted in my job. Uh, life is great. Life is good. Um, working hard, just being a good person, saying yes to almost everything. Um, everything I can that's good for me and just good for people in this community. I'm just diving deep into everything and life has been amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, as always, faith, loyalty, hope. To start with those three things, keep those in the front of your mind, keep those close to your heart all day, every day, and you'll see drastic improvements in your life. It all starts with faith. Um, Everything starts with faith. I mean, all problems, I think, can be solved with faith. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it a year ago, and now it's so undeniably true. Um, and I am the living example of those results. <laughs> if you knew me two or three or four years ago, how sad and depressed and miserable I was, how often I lied, how much of a shithead I was, how bad I was with money, how addicted I was to things, how lustful I was for earthly possessions and women, and just fulfilling my sex urges and pleasure urges in general and just constantly wanting to be high. Um, I kicked it all with faith. It's wild. It's so wild that that happened. I wouldn't have believed it, guys, but it it, it, it worked. And loyalty, you got to just be loyal. You got to give Caesar what Caesar's. You got to pay your taxes. You got to just follow the laws, even though they're, they're shitty, even though they're unjust, even though taxation is theft. Uh, you got to just do what you have to just fulfill your promises and complete your oaths and be loyal to yourself and to others and put in the hard work necessary and needed to just be an upstanding citizen and role model in the community. And you'll see positive results for sure from that. Um, it's most importantly, I mean, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Don't give up. Um, stick true to your oaths and your promises and complete your contracts and if things suck, just make sure that you learn from the experience and don't do it again and learn from, learn from the bad. <laughs> I mean, learn from the bad and don't do it in the future. Make sure you're not making the same mistakes in the future and uh, make sure your yes means yes and your no means no at all times. And you'll see drastic improvements in your life and your relationships and opportunities will open up for you. And keep just the hope, guys. Be hopeful. Be optimistic. Even when life gets you down, even when things are sad and depressing and the plan is mysterious and chaotic and crazy, just be hopeful and optimistic. The future, the green pastures are ahead and they are ahead. And if you just keep walking towards them, you keep the faith, you stay loyal and you stay optimistic, you're going to find the green pastures. You really, truly are going to find the green pastures. And today I wanted to talk a little about, about what we were learning in my Bible study group last weekend about sanctification, a word I've heard before and never really understood. <laughs> One of those big words, I'm like, yeah, smart people know what this means. I'm going to trust what this says. I'm going to trust the smart people thought about this. Um, but yeah, something I'm kind of new to 
fully grasping, but something I've been on a journey to accomplish the last year. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that and what I've done. But as always, be good, do good, love and be loved. And if you just do those things, you're going to find happiness and bliss and the stress and the anxiety and the fear is just going to drift out of you. Um, yeah, update on Twitter. I got kicked off of Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I got kicked off Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, apparently, the cowards running Twitter don't like uh, when you call hoes, hoes. So, uh, yeah, if you really care about your life on Twitter, just don't call sluts what they are and don't call slut makers what they are. Thirsty boys and all the thoughties out there, um, they don't like it when you say facts about them <laughs> and dismiss them and reject them so i'm over it i've been off twitter now for a week um i still have a couple profiles um i'm really just checking in just to make sure that i get meaningful the meaningful relationships i had on twitter i really just want to convince them to start following me here on these live streams and checking in on my videos maybe sending me messages in my po box and follow me on other social media sites because I'm pretty much over Twitter. I'm going to just completely delete all my apps in like a week or two um, when I've kind of confirmed and maintained the relationships I made on there with people I think and still believe to be good and true and honest people. Um, but Twitter is just gross. I mean, just taking a break from it for two days and coming back to it, you can really just tell how fear mongering it is, how nasty and vile it is. Everyone's just arguing with each other, constantly mocking each other. Um, it's really just the devil's playground in so many ways. And this spiritual war we're in, this battle of good and evil, um, you can really just see it in print right in front of you. <laughs> like you can just see the evil <laughs> manipulating and scheming, and then the good's just not very effective at combating it or fighting it. And um, I'm going to be writing a blog post about my thoughts on this fully, so check my website, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T.com, uh, SeanVPlanet.com. I'm going to have blog posts and more blogs in general coming out soon. I just have been very busy lately in my life, working very hard and moving <laughs> and being homeless and working to get a move into a home and just going to as many Bible study groups and having as many gospel and biblical conversations as possible with people. So my time has been pretty full. Excuse me. I gotta stop burping. I hate burping. It's gross. I hate mouth noises on podcasts. I try not to do that. So sorry, guys. I need to get better at that. Um, so pardon the burpy boy. <laughs> I'm going to get better. I'll be better at that next week. Um, anyone tuning in, um, send me ch – I'm not going to check the chat until the end, but send me topics you want me to cover um, or give my opinions on and any questions you want me to answer. Um, I'll look at the chat at the end and answer them then. But yeah, in general, fuck Twitter. <laughs> you can follow me. I'm going to be going to Gab. I've always been scared and weary of Gab, but Gab seems to be kind of popping right now. It seems to be pretty active and there's pretty like legit voices on there being funny and humorous and smart. And I'm going to give it a chance, a real chance. So follow me at gab.ai, I think is the website. Um, I don't know if they even have an app. But I made the website like a temporary app on my phone or something where you can like save it to your home screen. But I'm Sean V. Planet on Gab. I'm going to start using my Facebook a little more, my Facebook group, Sean V. Planet. 
and Instagram, Sean B. Planet. And then you can find me on, now on MeWe. That's M-E-W-E. It's a social media app that doesn't censor and lets people kind of say whatever they want. And it seems to be really popular with foreigns, <laughs> with all the all the immigrants and the foreign foreigners over there. Um, but a uh, good amount of like intellectual thought happening there. So I think I'm going to have a good good thought discussions there. But I have a group on MeWe, Sean B Planet, and my my you can find my account is my name Sean Corey, and Minds. I still don't really get how Minds.com works. It's a little confusing. And I feel like Sargon of Akan is like the only one on there. <laughs> Things, posts just keep popping up everywhere, everywhere I turn and look. But um, I'm going to give Minds a chance, I guess, in the future. Um, but yeah, you can find me on all those social media sites. They feel a little less crazy and intense and emotionally charged as Twitter is. And uh, far less propaganda because they're not as popular, that's for sure. Um, my website links to everything, podcasts, blogs, uh, I'm going to have more blogs coming up in the future and, um, find my podcast channel on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google podcasts. Um, you can also find the links on my website and then here live streams every Thursday night. Um, I think next week I might not be streaming because I think I'm interviewing, uh, Steffi. If you guys know Steffi, the internet libertarian redhead sensation, uh, Steffi Cole, I'm interviewing her tomorrow or next Thursday night. So I don't know if I'm gonna be live streaming. Um, that's a little more important because Steffi's my girl, well, girl Steph. <laughs> and that's gonna be an interesting podcast, not a live stream, but a podcast on my channel. So look out for that soon. It's gonna be uh, hashtag Sean fights the internet, featuring uh, Steffi Cole, and it's gonna be really funny and really good. I just know it. But I'm going to be recording that next Thursday. So I think next week might be a break. I might do a stream Friday night or Saturday if I have time. But I'll let you guys know on my social media stuff. So follow me on the everything that's not Twitter social media stuff so that you can find out when my next live stream is. But it's going to be on dlive.tv slash Sean V Planet. And then you can find all the replays at bitshoot.com slash Sean V Planet and on my YouTube channel, Sean V Planet. And I'm glad I opened up my letters before <laughs> doing them live because I got a really intense letter from a fan who wanted to not be uh, read live on stream. So I'm glad I didn't just start opening up letters and reading. <laughs> but I got a new little, new pen pal fan, so you know who you are out there. I'm going to be re responding soon. Um, also, all my family and friends who wrote me like Christmas cards and well wishes and just like uh, birthday cards last week. Um, I just sat down last night and started rewriting everyone. So I have a pen pal relationship and I'm going to be sending all my letters and thank you notes out to the rest of my family here next week or this weekend. So you'll probably be getting them next week. And if you want to be my pen pal friend, be my friend, be my pen pal friend, um, or just ask me questions, letters, topics you want me to cover on the streams in the future. Or if you want to send me like books or artwork, um, my name is S-E-A-N, Sean, and my last name is C-O-R-Y, Corey. And you can send anything to P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. So hit me up. Hit up my P.O. Box, bro. <laughs> um, but let's get into it. Let's get into some sanctification. <laughs> big words, guys, big words. So the definition of sanctification is the state of proper functioning 
that's like the secular definition of what sanctification is the state of proper functioning and the more theological definition is when used for the purpose that god intends so as christians we are called to sanctify ourselves by our god for not only our own good but for the glory of god we are called to just be good people good um good representations of what christ was on earth and not only for our own well-being our own health like physically and spiritually but also just to fulfill the purpose that god has for us the reason he created us and made us and put the spirits into these bodies for us um and just to be a living shining real life example of his power and his might and the beauty that is him and us in this world that might not make sense. It makes sense in my stupid mind, but that made a lot of sense in my mind. Let me know in the chat if that didn't make sense. We were doing this because we were reading 1 Thessalonians 4, chapter 4, in a Bible study class. And I wanted to read it and then kind of talk about some of their thoughts and some of my thoughts about it. So 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8, chapter 4, verse 3 through 8. In the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible is the version I use. For this is God's will, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality so that each of you knows how to control your own body in sanctification and honor, not with lustful desires like the pagans who don't know God. This means one must not transgress against and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger of all these offenses. For God has not called us to impurity, but to sanctification. Therefore, the person who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who also gives you his Holy Spirit. God calls us to sanctify ourselves. We are called by God to sanctify. Um, we're not called to indulge. We're not called to seek pleasure and avoid pain. We're called to put in the work necessary to be righteous, holy beings. And that's just what it is, hard work. It takes effort. It takes energy. But the results are not only good for your own self, your own well-being in the now and in the later, but also it just is a living, shining representation of the beauty that is God, our creator, and his creation, the result of his creation. We are to abstain from sexual immorality to quench our thirsts, not in flesh, not in the flesh of others, but to drink from the righteous waters. We have a higher purpose here than just busted nuts. <laughs> One that includes intimate relationships between loving husbands and wives. And we find meaning and purpose in making babies. Um, it's so true. It really is just very true when you start doing it. It's hard to quit the porn if you're addicted it's hard to stop getting high if you're addicted it's hard to just reject fleshly pleasures if that's what your life revolves around if that's what your fun includes if you're working hard at stressful jobs and you're released from that is flesh pleasures it's hard to quit and continue going to work <laughs> it's hard i know guys i've been there i know <laughs> i overcame it it takes hard work, but it's so rewarding. It is so unbelievably rewarding, not in the flesh only, but just in your spirit. 
it truly is it's such a relief i mean not constantly seeking pleasure from women um with like sexual relations or just like like flirting just kind of like getting that high off of like having a successful flirting session with some girl or something um let alone the physical release of fleshly pleasures you know sharing the flesh uh just overcoming that truly putting in the hard work necessary to not have that on the forefront of your mind let alone even a possibility in your life and in your actions it makes just interactions with people so much more fulfilling where i can walk up to a female an attractive young female and look at her like an actual human being like with you know thoughts <laughs> and talents and like a unique story and a unique like uh future that's going to be had um and just value like i just look at women with value instead of just objects that can pleasure me instead of just things that are here to be conquered and to be used um it's so much more rewarding and fulfilling than spending 10 minutes in the bed and, <laughs> you know, 10 seconds later of a 10 seconds of a release after, you know, whatever, a half hour of, um, a workout. Um, it's so much more rewarding. It's unbelievably rewarding and it's going to pay off. I mean, when you finally find that one person that you have a truly good relationship with that doesn't revolve around flesh and you unite and you finally <laughs> get together, it's going to be the most rewarding feeling ever. Uh, the payoff is going to be unbelievable. And then the future life you have together, making babies and raising future babies, that's what the meaning of life is, is carrying on yourself in the form of raising another version of yourself. Um, make the babies. <laughs> make the babies. That's what it's all about. And it's not healthy. It's not good for you if you're single and making babies or if you're... Um, just with someone that's not willing to kind of put in the hard work and the, the equal amount of effort it takes to make and raise a, a good baby and, a, you know, children, future generations of children. Um, I don't really know how to end that, but let's start talking about Epicureanism because <laughs> that's definitely our problem is just being stuck in this Epicurean mindset. Um, it's an ancient Greek philosophy. Uh, Epicurus was an ancient Greek philosopher, I think 300 or 400 BC. Um, just before Alexander the Great did all his conquering. And this school of thought rejected determinism and advocated hedonism, or that pleasure is the highest good. It taught that the aim of life is one's own happiness, pleasure now over salvation forever. This school of thought inevitably leads inevitably to destruction, both here in the flesh and after as we reject the needs of others and building for future generations. God's plan and purpose surpasses our temporary lives. And I mean, just like animals that just blindly seek pleasure, um, we seek meaning, we seek purpose, and we find it in God's glory and God's plan for us, whether we know it or not. I mean, whether you're reading scripture and following it, or if you're just kind of indirectly doing what God wants you to do, which is settle down with a good person that you love and care about and accomplishing goals together and making babies together and raising them and carrying on your lives when you're turning into dust and withering, withering away and turning into dust, you have something left over to carry on your legacy and fulfill your life. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know if I'm making sense to that, guys. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. Um, but, yeah, in general, I mean, just disobedience to a call towards righteousness and healthy living leads to sin. And sin is not permanent disability, as our Lord has made the provision for a return to grace with repentance and forgiveness. Vow to end all known wrongdoing in the now and forever. And let go of your anger, your jealousy, envy, lust, flesh pleasures. Um, and be rewarded. Be rewarded in both mind and body. And I'm speaking from experience, guys. I was lost. I was broken. I was addicted to everything. I was such a heathen. I was such an Epicurean. It was insane. <laughs> and I was constantly depressed, constantly sad and lonely, even though I had people in my life, um, family and friends and support groups and stuff like that. I just constantly felt lonely and unfulfilled. Um, I felt like a cup that was empty. And when you truly just start repenting for what you've done, um, the crimes you've committed uh, against yourself, against others in your life, and against the Lord's will, you start to truly repent and pledge to him and have like, hold the faith and have faith in yourself before him that you're going to stop what you're doing and never repeat it, never do those, those crimes again. Life starts to be really good. <laughs> you start to be rewarded. You start to just see what's good and evil. You start to realize that the good is what makes you actually happy, that the light is warm and welcoming, and that the darkness is not as cool as the television screens tell you. Um, be honest with yourself. Truly just be start being honest with yourself and know your weaknesses, pray for strength to resist, to resist mortal urges, and learn from him how to resist confidently. Ask him for help in prayer if you need it. Um, he will truly help you if you're coming to him with an honest and open heart and repenting for what you've done. He will start raining down knowledge and love to just help you, help show you the right way and the correct way and the proper behavior, both to improve your material life here and now, and also just fulfill and satisfy your soul in the after and beyond. We all sin. I mean, it's just the reality we live in is in this world, this place is we all sin. But God will transform us into passionate followers of Christ when we repent and spend time with the Lord. He asks us to follow him, and I don't think that's dumb words on a page, guys. He really wants us to be with him. Follow the shepherd. Trust the shepherd. He's leading us to green pastures. you got to just follow what he wants you to do. He wants you to be with him, and he's calling to you. You know it. Like, you know it. He's calling to you. He has been calling to you. I knew it for a long time and ran away from it, scared like a little boy. I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want to put in hard work. I knew I knew the hard work was coming. I knew a lot of reflection and just being honest with myself and understanding the errors of my ways. And I was scared of it. And when I finally gave in and just realized that you have to just follow him and trust in him and do what he wants you to do, he'll rain down blessings on you. He really will. He'll lead you to the great pastures. He'll lead you to new cities and new jobs and new friends that are so unbelievably warm and welcoming and fulfilling. And 
I mean, or me, <laughs> that's my story, but whatever your story is, he'll lead you to the, to the promised land. Um, if you just follow him, if you're willing to just humble yourself before him and follow what he wants you to do, he will pay it off. He will truly pay it off. It's so crazy how it, I mean, not crazy. I say that a lot, but it's wild how, well, it's, it's rewarding how, how true it is. Um, if you are coming from a skeptical, doubtful place. We must examine our culture in the light of God's word and be willing to head towards where he leads us. Accept who you are, truly accept who you are, the body you're given, the environment you're given, and where you're called to go, where he wants you to end up in this temporary world. Um, and I mean, think about it, just truly reflect and think about it and understand the path you've taken, the path you're on and what path you want to take in the future. And it's going to involve repenting. You've done it. You've done sins. You've committed errors. You've wronged others. No one's perfect, but that's the beauty of Christ is he's willing to forgive you for what you've done. If you are willing to humble yourself before him and make a vow, make a pledge and a promise to never do it again. And seek truly to help, you know, ask him for help in not committing errors against him in his name ever again. And you'll be rewarded with blessings. You won't have fear. You won't have anger. You won't have anxiety. Like the depression will just drift out of you. It's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. It's so wild, but it's so true. Um, as was Jesus, be in exile and shine to all those here who are lost and broken. Be holy always like God. Um, we are called to be Christ-like. We are called to seek to be perfect at all times and seek to be as Christ was, a sinless, perfect man. And 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 15 says, As the one who called you is holy, you are also to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. <laughs> Do I need to say it five more times to reinforce it? We are called to just be good people. Truly be good. Be good. Do good. Love and be loved. It's really, <laughs> it's really that simple. That's a gospel. That's the gospel right there. Some in summary. Be a good person. Truly. It starts with understanding why you're a bad person. And don't do that. Don't do those things. Start right now not doing those things and make a vow to not do those things in the future. And be honest with yourself. Be true to yourself. You don't have to talk about it live on a live stream. You don't have to go to all your friends and family and tell them about it. But just dig deep down and understand what, what harms you're committing against yourself, what harms and errors and crimes you're committing against others, and the sin you're committing against God. Know about it. Understand that it's destroying you, that it's making you sad and angry, and that you're not being successful and you're not going to end up in the right places. You're not going to find the green pastures. And just after that point, I mean, after you understand and reflect and repent on all of that stuff, seek to right those wrongs. Truly just act out and be a good person. Truly try to make up and repair all the damage you've done and build the fences you've torn down and build the bridges you've burned. Um, and as, as Christ called us to do, you have to love each other. You have to love the children of God, God's creation. Love each other, and you will be loved. God will love you in return. 
be good, do good, love, and be loved. It's not just phony words. It starts with repent, repenting. Repent for what you have done and promise to never do it again for the Lord and with his help. It is never too late. He's not giving up on you. He's calling to you. You know it. And even if you don't know it, it's in the Bible. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's coming from a guy who should have been given up on a long time ago. And he didn't. He kept calling to me. He kept giving me second chance and third chance and fourth chance and eighth chance and ninth chance and tenth chance. And finally, I just understood and recognized the call. And I truly just repented before him for all my crimes, my errors, and made vows to never do them again. And when I struggled, when I struggled, and when I continue to struggle with those, I ask him for help and he shows me the way. It's so crazy how he shows you the way. And from that point, you have to forgive. That's the toughest part. I mean, repenting is hard enough. It really is truly hard enough. It's the first hurdle to take. But you have to forgive. You truly have to start forgiving people. And that was really tough for me. I was very emotional and angry. I've been wronged by people in my life that was hard to give up on. It was hard to let those grudges go. And there's so much craziness and chaos in the world and violence in the world and people vowing, vying for power and manipulating and controlling and deceiving you and lying to you. It's hard to forgive these people. It really is hard to forgive these people, but we have to. Not only because God's calling us to, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because it will help you. It will make you happy. It will relieve you of stress and pressure and anxiety. And it will just show you the right paths to take and the right light to take the, to avoid conflict and to just repair relationships that, that have been broken or will be broken um, by grudge holding, by wanting to seek revenge. You have to forgive those who have done you harm and wronged you. And that's all of them, every single one of them. As you need our Lord to also forgive you, you have to be willing to forgive others. When you show the, when you show the, our Lord that you are forgiving, when Ben Shapiro's warmongering and <laughs> trying to get young men in our country to go fight wars for bankers, you know, I mean, when George W. Bush is invading countries and killing and slaughtering people and he deserves horrible things happening to him, you have to be willing to forgive him for that. When a mugger on the street robs from you, you have to be willing to forgive him for that. You have to understand that we're all God's children. Like we are all special, unique children made here for a purpose. And we get lost along the way. We get raised in insane and chaotic and violent environments. And some people don't react to it well. They're trapped in their thoughts. They're lost in their thoughts. They're manipulated by the, by the crazy chaotic culture we're currently experiencing. The sinful, lustful nature of our society. People get wrapped up in their thoughts. They get wrapped up in seeking temporary pleasures and disregarding other lives. But you yourself have to take it upon you to forgive them. Understand that they're coming from probably rough, rough lives and tough environments and understand that by forgiving them for that and having sympathy for them, you will find bliss. You will find happiness and peace and the Lord will forgive you for your errors, your crimes, the tough life you've lived and had to experience 
And if when you show him that you're willing to overcome evil, when you're willing to look at your enemy who's seeking to harm you or even kill you, and you're willing to forgive him for what he's done or what he will do to you, the Lord will forgive you for all of your crimes and your errors, whether they're large or small. Repent and forgive, guys. God is waiting. God's calling us to do this, and he's waiting for us to do it. And when you truly dig down deep and start doing it, it's unbelievable how much happier you'll be, how much the anger drifts out of your body, the anxiety, the depression, the loneliness. It's all filled. Like your heart just gets filled with love and joy and happiness. And when you get kicked off Twitter, you don't care. When the hoes call you names, you don't care. Like things just don't matter anymore. When people cut you off in traffic, you just shrug your shoulders and laugh. Um, when the bank takes money from you <laughs> for no reason at all, you just laugh about it. You start to realize it's temporary. It's temporary stuff in this temporary place. And uh, you just start to forgive people and you start to get forgiven by our Lord and Creator. So I just want to end by just saying, listen to his calling. Truly listen to his calling. He's calling to you. He is. You know it. You know it. That phone's ringing, guys, and you're hitting ignore. You're hitting the silence button, and it's about time you pick up. Finally, pick up that phone, guys. Take action without fear or hesitation. Excuses are by and for the devil. Tell Satan to fuck right on off. It's about time we do it, guys. He's not having a fun time. We're overcoming him, and he's doubling down and almost overplaying his, almost about to overplay his hand. And when you stop buying into it, when you start to repent for what, for what you've done wrong, the wrong you've done to yourself, the wrong you've done to others, and the wrong you've done to our God, our Creator, and you start to forgive people for the errors of their ways and their crimes and their evil deeds, Satan loses. <laughs> he truly loses. That's how he controls us. Our refusal to understand and acknowledge our errors and seek to vow and overcome doing them in the future. And by not getting overly emotional, by not seeking revenge and seeking to harm and destroy our enemies or those who have done us wrong or seek to do us harm, when you start refusing to do that, Satan loses. And guys, Satan's losing right now. <laughs> He's losing because we're starting to do this. It's key that you join the fight because we are truly in a spiritual battle. There's a warfare happening right now. When you repent and forgive and when you give your life to Christ, you start to see. He starts to put that the vision inside of your brain and your eyes and your heart to see that there is a battle being waged right now between good and evil. And... To be honest, most of us are fighting for evil, whether we know it or not. Repent and forgive and understand and see the battle and start choosing to do good. Be good, do good, and then love and be loved. It's really that easy, guys. And let's see. I don't think anyone's in the chat or my thing's not working. Um, if this stream isn't live right now, if I'm just talking to myself alone in my room, this room... Um, I will be uploading this to BitChute. So guys out there, follow me at bitshoot.com slash Planet. My YouTube channel, I think you have to search for it. I think they shadow banned me on YouTube, so you have to specifically search for my channel and find it. 
So subscribe, I guess, or just make sure you're filling out the whole name correctly. That's no spaces, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T on YouTube. And bitshoot.com slash Planet. Um, live stream again next week. I don't think it's going to be Thursday. It might be Friday or Saturday, or I might just put it off for another week. Um, but we're going to start talking about Daniel. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun, guys. The book of Daniel is so dope. Um, we're going to be talking about that. So if you want to get a head start, read that craziness. Um, and if you want to send me letters, I have a new pen pal. I have family and friends writing me letters that I'm going to be writing back and forth with. And if you guys want to have that little relationship or if you guys want to just send me like topics or questions to talk about on stream or my apartment is soon going to have like artwork and I'm going to have free time in a few months to read some books and literature if you want to send me that stuff. But you can send it to me, um, Sean, S-E-A-N, Corey, C-O-R-Y, at P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. And Burby, last burp, sorry. Um, podcast channel, you can, as always, find that on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts. And I got a good podcast coming up in a few weeks. It'll be out on my channel in a few weeks with Steffi Cole. Um, anyone that knows the Fagcast boys, I'm going to be interviewing Carr Campit at the end of the month. So be on the lookout for that. And anyone who's a familiar on Twitter, Twitter, got to get you boys off Twitter. Uh, the Dissecting Liberty podcast, new podcast with longtime friends. They're getting into the podcast game and talking about libertarianism and liberty and like just property rights and guns and it's been real interesting hearing their take on um, like what happened in Virginia. They have a good podcast when they interviewed people that were at that Virginia gun rights march and have an interesting perspective about it. And they're pretty knowledgeable about just property rights and gun ownership and stuff like that. So uh, check them out. Cotton Archist and Liberty Zero. I think it's at Liberty Zero and at Cotton Archist on Twitter. But I'm going to be interviewing those guys coming up here soon. And I have an interview sometime soon on my podcast channel also <laughs> with um, a good friend back from San Diego, a transgender person who refers to themselves as they, them, uh, very liberal, and probably one of the best people I know in my life. Just an honest, loving, truly caring person who I probably could not disagree with more on politics and <laughs> societal things and religion and spirituality. But honestly, probably could not see myself ever not being friends with them. <laughs> I've got to get used to the pronouns. I'm bad with the pronouns when I have to be. Um, yeah, just an example of just good people who are lost, I believe, in their thoughts, but truly in their hearts and their souls are unbelievably good people who are just waiting to be expressed and freed and liberated and fulfilled um, with repenting and forgiving. So Tyler? Repent and forgive. <laughs> You'll truly find so much happiness in your life. Um, but yeah, just again, someone I probably couldn't disagree with more on mainstream political pop culture topics, but truly one of my one of my good friends in life and going to be forever. Truly a good person. And I'm going to interview them, they, them in the upcoming month or months. And I have a couple other pretty good podcasts lined up. Um, they might be in March, coming out in March or April. And some musicians and artists in Nashville. So things are going to get popping on my podcast channel. Sorry, I've been slacking on that, guys. I've had 
barely enough time to do these live streams and I want to continue doing them. So as time frees up here in the next month or two, I'm going to start getting back to um, doing podcast stuff, making and producing them. And I got a lot of new questions I'm going to be asking for my podcast. So things are going to get a little spicy and interesting. So stay tuned to all that. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's in the chat. So I kind of a little sad that you all hate me and don't want to show up <laughs> for my live stream. But if you are watching this, you're obviously watching it on BitChute or YouTube. So thank you for doing that. And in the future, check me out. Again, not next week, but after that, I think every Thursday at around 6 or 7 p.m. Central Time, you can catch these live streams. My next live stream is going to be about Daniel and my thoughts on it. It's a good one, guys. It's a really good book if you want to read it. But, yeah, thank you for paying attention to me and giving me a chance. And if you hate everything I'm saying or disagree with me, let me know. Hit up my DMs or my PMs or my whatever M's or write me a handwritten letter uh, with how much hate you have for me. And I'll respond. I will respond in private or on a future live stream. And as always, guys, keep the faith, stay loyal, be hopeful. Do those three things and your life will be drastically improved. It really will. So love you guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Learn a lot and have fun. Stop being thirsty. <laughs>